Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
everybody. This is Rory Sauter. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. Happy Thursday to all of you. I hope you all are doing very well. Uh, we have not been on the air in about a week, so I want to say I've missed all of you. It's a pleasure to be back. I do have a little bit of a sore throat, so bear with me, guys, tonight. If I, my voice kind of gets a little scratchy, um, we do have a huge show tonight. We have a lot to discuss. Uh, over the last week, there's been so much that has occurred and, and gone on in the media that we will uh, definitely be addressing this evening. Uh, first and foremost, I always want to thank my co-hosts, my sponsors, my audience, and uh, the special guests. I mean, we had great guests on last week. Um, we have great guests on tonight. Uh, tonight we'll have attorney, lobbyist, Democratic state senator, se- Democratic state senator in Louisiana, and author of the new book, Robert Mueller, Aaron Boyd for the New World Order. John Milkovich will be calling in. Uh, we also have popular talk show host, entrepreneur, political activist, and freedom fighter Will Johnson will be calling in. We also have economist, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, writer for Town Hall, Newsmax Live Vet, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey. Dr. Michael Bussler will be calling in. <clears throat> On the line right now, we do have oil and natural gas investor, foreign policy analysis, businessman, motivational speaker, radical Islam expert, and a contributor to the Daily Caller, Clash Daily, Live Vet, Daily Surge, and The Hill. Dan Perkins, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Roy. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, and uh, calling in shortly, we'll, we will have the uh, great uh, producer of my show, Rob Hicks, who, uh, and he does a lot of other uh, production for uh, many other shows, and he's uh, very involved in the political community in, in D.C., so excited to hear from him. And as always, uh, we have a radical Islam expert, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, uh, I.Q. Al-Razuli. How are you, my friend? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great to have you back. I'm glad to be with you. Thank you. Absolutely. So first and foremost, Dan, I want to get to, you know, I want to get to obviously the opening segment. In my my opening segment, a few things to go over. Uh, Obviously, President Trump, um, you know, picked William Barr as his new attorney general, and he's having Heather, uh, I think the way you pronounce her last name is Newark, uh, for the new U.N. ambassador taking Nikki Haley's job. You know, I've, I've researched a little bit about William Barr. Um, I don't know much about him. I know he has a great resume. Obviously, we know who Heather is. She worked a long time at Fox News. She's been involved in D.C. for a while. Um, and I think, you know, with her experience and with her professionalism, uh, I think she'll do a good job in Nikki Haley's position. She definitely has the resume for it. Um, what are your thoughts on William Barr, though? I mean, this is a very pivotal topic, and I'll tell you why. Uh, we had an attorney general who was incompetent, who was uh, very wimpy, uh, did not have a backbone, and was not prosecuting and, and doing his job properly and, and getting to what needed to be done. So my question, and I think the million-dollar question to the audience is, is William Barr capable of having, you know, the the brass balls and, and the guts and, and the toughness that Trump wants. What are your thoughts, Dan? Well, it's a it's a it's a great subject matter for uh, discussion. Uh, Barr is perceived to be a relatively strict constructionist, conservative, um, yep. 
believer in the Constitution as written and um, has already uh, served as Attorney General. But as we have talked in the past, I think that there, there will be the potential that his confirmation hearings will actually be even more contentious than uh, Kavanaugh. Um, I, I don't think if he's, if he's selected, and I think he probably will, uh, but it could be very, very ugly. Um, I, I think that he will do, as you, as you suggested, uh, he will take over the responsibility of supervising the Mueller investigation. He will uh, deal with the the, um, the 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 cities, the states, the counties that have declared themselves to be sanctuary cities and not subject to the immigration laws of the United States. Um, I think he will be strong in terms of uh, seeking out and and prosecuting and deporting multiple felons and and multiple individuals who have come back to this country multiple times. And um, so I think there's going to be a radical change uh, in the Justice Department. The one thing that I'm interested in is that um, Horowitz, who is the Inspector General for um, the Justice Department, uh, my sources tell me that he has over – 400 attorneys who have been working for some period of time investigating the the mismanagement, the bad judgment, the criminal activities within the Justice Department and the FBI. What is amazing to me with with what I've been told, 400 people, legal professionals working on this, this investigation, there have been zero leaks, no leaks whatsoever, just as I'm surprised that there have been no leaks out of the Mueller investigation. Uh, in the case of Mueller, I would have thought if there was any evidence of any collusion on the part of the president, it would have leaked a long time ago. Nothing's come out. Uh, none of the indictments and the convictions that – I know you want to talk about uh, Flynn later, but none of the convictions uh, are related to the, the election – um, then there was a, a late release this afternoon after I talked with you where Grassley, who was asking for information from the FBI and the Justice Department on the FBI raid on the whistleblower on the Uranium One deal, uh, they sent 15 FBI agents to arrest him at his home. Um, Grassley was... Uh, absolutely fuming late this afternoon because he had written a letter to uh, FBI Director Ray about what in the hell is going on here. And he had a deadline and uh, the FBI and the Justice Department did not comply with the deadline. So I don't know what he's going to do on Monday, but I'm, I'm going to guess he's going to be a very unhappy camper. So, and, and that, that's the thing. So, Okay, so let, let's go back a little bit. So you're talking about the deadline. P- please go into detail about the deadline. Uh, are, you re- are you referring to uh, the judge ask, um, asking Mueller for sufficient evidence? No. What I'm speaking about no, this is, is a different. This is, diff- this is different. What, what were you saying about the judge? This is a different thing I'm going to bring up. But what were you saying? 
I'm saying that 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 the the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Grassley, yeah. when yeah. he was advised when he was advised, remember that the yeah. that the Judiciary Committee of the Senate is one of the oversight committees for the Justice Department, which means right. Justice and the FBI. There was a whistleblower right. who was testifying on the Hill about what was going on in the Uranium One deal that was implicating, potentially implicating Hillary Clinton and other people around her. And he had given some, apparently a deposition or something, and uh, within days of his deposition, 15 FBI agents came to his house and arrested him. And Grassley, who's responsible for oversight of the FBI, wrote directly to FBI Director Ray, why are you harassing, why did you arrest this whistleblower in the Uranium One case? And he wanted a full accounting of who was there and what took place. And he had a deadline, uh, I, uh, I believe, at noon today. And the FBI, the Justice Department, did not respond. So he's absolutely livid that, uh, in essence, the deep state is uh, uh, interfering with uh, his right to investigate what happened in the Uranium One deal uh, and other things as it relates to Hillary Clinton and her emails and other things that the Justice Department chose not to investigate. And so he's absolutely furious uh, and interesting. So he's furious about the fact that he didn't get a response to his letter for their justification. He's leaving as chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, Lindsey Graham's going to take over as chairman, and he's moving to the Finance Committee of the Senate. And, right. Um, but, it, but, but the point is that, that uh, it's very important, a very important message here, because the Democrats have indicated – Immediate, almost immediately after the midterm election, that they are going to investigate Mr. Trump through their subpoena power. And Mr. Yeah. Trump said to them, be careful because I've got control of the Senate, and you come after me, they might go after you. So I think that the Grassley message was a message to the Democrats in the House, be careful because we may get you. And it's it's Battle lines are being drawn dramatically in Washington since this midterm. And, and at the beginning after the midterm, the Democrats were, had, quote, the momentum in the House, at least the mainstream media said. And here we are about six weeks after the midterm election, and the Republicans have grown um, <clears throat> a backbone and are starting to, to fight back, which is – very important for the Republican Party. Well, and, you know, I, want, I really want to get into detail about something. You know, you bring up the FBI and you bring up Christopher Ray. I don't trust Christopher Ray. I don't think he's walking the straight and narrow. I don't, I don't think he's the most honest person. I, I think that um, there, there are things uh, that are very secretive about him. He's got skeletons in his closet. And it may be time for Trump to start cleaning house in the FBI soon. Well, I think <clears throat> I think that 
as you may recall, Roy, that appointments to the FBI are are non-sequential to the president. And so that that is Comey came in as as the uh as head of the FBI under Barack Obama and because his term was a 10-year term, he transcended both Obama and Trump. Now he was fired by, by Trump at the recommendation of, of Rosenstein. However, I suspect that when Barr takes over, if if he finds evidence, as you're suggesting, that um, that Ray is not what he should be, there could be a recommendation to the president to replace him too. So I think the the key really is is that the sooner we get. As, as you and I have talked before, we have been without an attorney general, a functional att- attorney general, for probably almost two years. And our yeah. our current attorney general, who just resigned, Jeff Sessions, right. in no way resembled, in any way resembled, right. the right. the tiger that Eric Holder was for Barack Obama. So and look and, and look how look how pathetic. And weak our FBI is the kind of things they're going after. I mean, they're not going after the stuff that's really relevant. Same with, you know, it's same with the Justice Department. I mean, that, and that's what we lacked, you know. And hopefully, I mean, you know, with uh, new people coming aboard uh, in the Justice Department, you know, we see, uh, you know, somebody with a backbone, uh, you know, take, taking over Sessions' job. And I hope William Barr has that. But going back to the FBI. I think Christopher Ray, if you look at him personality-wise, the guy isn't very tough. I mean, he's not, he's not your ideal FBI director, in my opinion. But then again, I didn't think Comey was that tough of a guy. I thought he was pretty wimpy. Um, so it's like it's one of those things where we need somebody, uh, you know, that takes no shit, that goes after and, and prosecutes, does the job. Um, you know, I, I agree. I do think – no, I'm just going to say I think that 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 one of the things that's becoming clear as Comey is traveling around the country, I, I, I probably got the number wrong, but I think in his most recent testimony testimony before Congress, he said I can't remember 250 times, and um, yeah. he yep. he also was on uh, one of the uh, Sunday morning shows I think last week where he was somewhat bragging about how he got away with things uh, that he wouldn't have gotten away in other administrations. So um, yeah. it's, it's, it, he, he is, he's becoming less, and, in my opinion, becoming less and less a, a choir boy and more and more uh, a devil. Well, and also don't, don't forget, you know, you're mentioning about this and this is absolutely, you know, right on target. You know, James Comey also admitted to the FBI it admitted that the FBI was still probing the P dossier until until the day he was fired. Yes. It was so I, I think that there's fake things. There's a lot of things that what what I don't know, Roy, and I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. Is just how ugly? How ugly yeah. is? the Justice Department, how much of it is it really corrupt? And um, yeah. there's a part of me, Roy, that, that that wants to believe that it's not corrupt, but there's another part of me that when I see what's going on, 
when you have the FBI refusing to comply with subpoenas from the House Oversight Committee, they they refuse to re- to meet deadlines to the Judiciary Committee, which has oversight in the Senate. Uh, it's an arrogance that I think is is uh, not justified on the part of the leadership of the FBI and the Justice Department. Oh yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and and uh, you know without a doubt, and uh, you know I do I do want to go to um, a quick thirty second commercial, and then I'm gonna introduce introduce my next guest. Uh, but stay stick around, everybody. We do have a lot to get to. We'll be right back in like thirty seconds. And uh, everybody, please remember you can always find my shows and latest articles at our website, thenextgenusa.com. Again, that's T H E N E X. GenUSA.com. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Do you ever have an app idea you want built, but you don't know who to contact, or you don't have the funds to pay a big app company? I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. We do all our work here in the USA, and we have employees all across the nation Give us a call today for your free consultation. We are looking forward to hearing from you. God bless. Cheers. All righty. We are back, everybody. I, I do want to welcome, you know, our next guest, um, attorney, lobbyist, Democratic state senator in Louisiana, and author of the new book, Robert Mueller, Aaron Boy for the New World Order, John Milkovich. How are you, sir? Uh, great, Rory. Great to be with you all. Absolutely. It's great to have you here. Really a pleasure. Um, We have a lot to dive into. Um, First of all, um, IQ, IQ Rizzuli, I want your thoughts on all this. What are are your thoughts? To tell you the truth, what Dan is saying is most remarkable because he researches the subject more than I can possibly do. I hear you. I hear you. As usual, is to do with this. General politics and Islam. So it's better to go to the next guest. And I'm listening. Absolutely. Um, so Dan. So and, and I want to get into this with John too. So obviously yesterday, um, Michael Cohen, prison for three years, um, and we know this has nothing uh, to do with Donald Trump or Russia or, or, or anything that. You know, uh, is is any any related to Trump in any way? I mean, this let, let's face let's let's you know um, count everything he was charged with. Number one, um, I believe he was. There were three things he was charged with. He was charged with a campaign uh, finance violation, lying to um, Robert Mueller. I think lying to Robert Mueller, and then there was one more thing. What what's the other thing? Do you know Dan? Oh, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were asking me. Um, it was campaign, uh, campaign tax, violation, tax, lying to Mueller, and then one more thing. Tax fraud. Tax fraud, exactly. That's what I was, I was going to say, tax evasion, but I wasn't 100% sure, but that's what I thought it was, yes. So we're getting into that in detail. The media is absolutely going crazy over this, saying they have the smoking gun, saying they have the answer, saying this is Donald Trump's demise. This is Donald Trump's, and you know, they're, they're, you know, Michael Cohen ratted him out. 
you know, got got all of the, the, the nasty stuff, you know, that, that needed to be said about, about Trump. But which is the farthest thing from the truth, because Trump is not worried. Trump knows it has nothing to do with him. Michael Cohen uh, was totally trapped. And, you know, I, I know I've, I've said from day one, I've never trusted Michael Cohen. I don't think he's a honest guy. I He was one of the few people from day one I said, what the hell is this guy doing working for Donald Trump? He seems awfully sneaky, awfully sketchy, something about his personality I did not trust. And, you know, he, he obviously was an easy target for Mueller and, and this special counsel because they already had tax evasion on him. They already had stuff that they could get him with. And, you know, they were trying, uh, in certain articles I was reading, getting him to lie uh, to get Trump in trouble. I mean, we know that we know these tactics. We know this trick. You know, they say they're going to go after your family. They say they're going to go after your your whole finances. They say you're going to, they're going to go after your whole life. And you know, you and then you have no choice uh, but to budge in some sort of way, whether it's true or not. What what Cohen you know you know, says to them? It's crazy how lies can be made up, and it can be used uh, to guys like Michael Cohen's advantage. Um, I mean, we see what's going on with um, how they attacked Michael Flynn and, and with, you know, um, George Papadopoulos. You know, obviously we know Manafort had some tax evasion issues. He had some financial scams in the past, and that had nothing to do with Trump. But, you know, the way they went after Manafort was kind of inappropriate, uh, especially because they were making it all about Trump. But getting back to this whole situation, this drives me nuts. I I am, you know, with what Michael Cohen, uh, just the, the act he's putting on and just the way he turns. I mean, just the way that, I mean, there's no loyalty there. there there's, it, there's complete, you know, idiocy and nothing but uh, ignorance and, and just gibberish. I mean, it, I don't even, I'm, I'm, not, I'm at a loss of words. I really am. And, uh, you know, I want to know your thoughts, so um, Dan. What are your thoughts, and then John, I want to get to you. I want to uh, thank you, Roy. I want to ask John a couple of quick questions, if I might. Um, yeah. Th- there are there are two two aspects that uh, I think you could help the audience uh, maybe understand. There's yeah. there seems to be the trial judge who is uh, going to do the sentencing for Flynn has asked for, as Roy mentioned earlier in the program, he's asked for notes, 302s, and all kinds of information By about the questioning uh, with a deadline and, and because he wants, to, he wants to review it for um, whether or not there was uh, collusion on the part of the FBI to entrap him, uh, Flynn, and, and now there's a report out that the FBI said to him, Actually, Peter Strzok said to him when he was being questioned, you don't need an attorney present. And so they misled him. Now, so so there's a great deal of discussion, buzz in Washington, that this judge could vacate the conviction and the plea bargain of General Flynn. Number two, Percy has filed a suit against Mueller for his unethical tactics in trying to get him to lie to, to create an opportunity to, uh, to get to the president. 
So my question on those two situations, is there a potential that uh, the tactics that Mueller and his people have used are becoming, may come under more scrutiny? And what happens if there's a reversal of the Flynn verdict? And what happens if the, the, the suit uh, of Corsi against Mueller uh, goes Corsi's way? What does that mean relative to the credibility of the, the Mueller investigation? Well, and this is, this is John Milkovich, but yeah, great question. It's huge yeah. because if, uh, if there are pending cases against Mueller, yeah. all of a sudden, instead of him attacking uh, people that are on the fringes of the uh, Donald Trump, he's having to defend himself. He's having to cover, and he's having to explain. And if there's uh, ongoing cases, whether they're criminal or civil, are, are tools for discovery, subpoenas. Uh, if it's a civil case, depositions, interrogatories. And so these cases are vehicles potentially for uh, getting the information to prove that Mueller's breaking all the rules, which we, I think many people believe that he is. So, John, uh, just as a quick follow-up, it would seem to me, and I, 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 I could and, be wrong. And, I've John, been wrong you're, before. you're an attorney. Uh, real, real quick, Dan, and, right. and John, you're an attorney. Right. I mean, and, uh, you know listen, these things if, really well. Well, Go ahead, this, uh, and, and okay. don't overestimate me, but I will say this. If yeah. that judge allows General Flynn to vacate his plea, I'll tell you what. There, there's some stuff blowing up in the Mueller camp. I mean, that, that's huge. That's really hard for, the, for CNN to cover that up if a federal judge – Well, my question you – know, wow. My question, my question, though, the, my follow-up question is, and by if the way, that judge, you guys, I think it's, it's a, oh, go ahead. If that judge, who seems to be really, really pissed off at the Mueller team, if he vacates, if he vacates the conviction of Flynn, the Democrats are in serious trouble about their discussion about impeachment in the House of Representatives. Would you agree or not? Gosh, you know, things have gotten so politicized that uh, I don't know if they back off or not. But um, if, you know, I'm wondering if we're get, that, get, that gets us closer to a point where um, an, a sitting U.S. Uh, – excuse me, a sitting attorney general could appoint a special counsel to investigate Mueller's investigation. Um, if they find that – and, and – and I, I, I can't really reveal sources, but I guess are y'all hearing that the word on the street was that the FBI falsified the uh, written reports of what General Flynn said, that they have, in effect, they, they uh, perpetrated uh, or, or uh, compiled false documents of what he actually said, which, by the way, that, to me, that should be obstruction of justice. Um, well, the, if back, I, um, yeah, I heard that. I'm, I'm also – I'm not an attorney, but I also heard – that the 302, which is a, a form that an FBI agent who does an interview with a, with a person, they are required to file that 302 within so many days of the interview. The Flynn 302s were filed seven months after the interview. Yeah, just a little bit of time for rearranging the wording, wouldn't you say? 
and yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Some parent checking. So some, tomorrow, could, tomorrow could be a very big day if the federal judge vacates the conviction of of General Flynn. Wow, I mean that would. Yeah, yeah, I think that is huge because that's something that the that the mainstream pe- press is going to, as much as they want to cover things up, that that's going to be really hard to suppress that story. Right, you're Thank absolutely you. right, and and you really. You, it really goes, you know, going back plus to Michael Plus, it's criminal Cohen. conduct. On the, oh, yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and, and Rory, what I was saying, and Dan, is that if they prove, and, and listen, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. But if they prove that the, uh, I guess you call them 302s, were falsified, that's criminal <laughs> conduct. That, that's something that somebody could file charges against the FBI agents for doing if there's a, an independent U.S. attorney or, again – does that give um, does that create some impetus or some credible grounds for uh, authorizing special counsel to a, a special special counsel to investigate Robert Mueller and his ruthless immoral tactics? How do you feel about the Corsi uh, uh, claim? Well, you know, I, I, um, Dan, I don't, I, I don't know enough about the particulars of Dr. Corsi's interaction with them, but, but, but I mean, I think that's all of a sudden that's something that puts uh, Mueller on the defensive instead of him attack, attack, attack. Someone, you know, turn the tables on him, and you know, praise God for our American justice system that you can sue uh, a, a U.S. attorney. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I am one that feels that. Those types of civil remedies should be available. They're very difficult. The courts usually uh, try to bail the prosecutors out no matter how guilty they are. But my goodness, this is um, – if they can get some headway and, and uh, if they can keep the suit from being uh, thrown out long enough to do some discovery, take some, uh, some depositions, can you imagine – if Robert Mueller had to answer questions under oath about what he's done – I'm telling you, <laughs> now that that's where there's been so many um, so many cover-ups and so many uh, switch, story switches and so many um, shenanigans that Mueller does not want to be deposed or have to answer anything under oath. And that's why, you know, our, our wonderful Republican congressman in the House, I think it was the House Judiciary Committee that were, were hollering at Mueller. I love the shouting matches. I mean, it got me fired up. But there were times when I said, you know, guys, ask him a question, be quiet, and make him answer. And if he doesn't answer, ask him five times. I mean, he loves it when they sit there and holler at him because he doesn't have to give testimony. Mueller, because all the tricks he's pulled, if he has to answer a series of fact questions about his conduct, either now or, as we've been talking on the radio about a week ago with uh, Rory about his 30-year campaign of uh, cover-ups and corruption and um, and let's, you know, let's government. not forget dealing with Whitey Bulger. I mean, Robert Mueller was close with Whitey Bulger, one of the most notorious mobsters ever. Yeah. Well, and and I am not an ex, you know, an expert on whether or not he personally had a relationship with Whitey Bulger. You may know more about that than I do. I, you know, what we did report in the book, uh, Robert Mueller, Aaron Boy for the New World Order, was that. He was in Boston in the middle of the Whitey Bulger heyday, of course, and very, very selective on, on what he decides to prosecute criminally because the FBI agents were 
helping propping up Whitey Bulger and his, you know, as a, as a criminal racketeering kingpin. And you know, Mueller didn't say a word. Uh, yeah, and and let's look at let's look at all the controversy with Mueller. You know, going back to even nine eleven. I mean, keeping those documents sealed for from the victim, the family victims. I mean, Mueller was doing a lot of corrupt. Stop. I mean, it was. It's ongoing. I mean, it, it's a resume of things. Oh, there's no question that uh, Robert Mueller uh, totally uh, was, was very uh, wide wide open in his efforts to cover up what happened after uh, what what happened in 9/11. So, what in the world right. is his motive for covering up? Um, I mean, that that's just the answer to that question gives you nothing but. Uh, you know, misgivings about what, what really happened in 9/11, and further questions brings into disre- you know brings into question Robert Mueller's credibility. Right, right, absolutely. And you, you know what? For people that are just joining us, um, we have attorney, lobbyist, Democratic Democratic State Senator from Louisiana, and the author of the new book. Robert Mueller, Aaron Boyd for the New World Order. Um, I mean, you you know what I love about you, John, and I've said this from day one, is you're bringing the Democratic Party of Kennedy back. You know, you're you're doing what's right. I mean, you're you know bringing back the Joe Liebermans. You're bringing back the moderate uh, you know uh, stance, if you will, um, which I mean, not, has been gone from politics for far too long. Yeah, well, and, and, and yeah, I, and real quick, and real quick, the fact, and like like I said to you on my TV show, the fact that you are a Democrat and you speak out about this Robert Mueller corruption, it speaks volume. That takes a lot of you know courage, and the fact that you're just doing the right thing, and and you know, I just love it. I admire it. Oh well, you're so kind to say that. You know, Rory, the amazing thing about Robert Mueller is that people that would self-identify as liberals have been uh, highly critical of him for about 20 years. And now all of a sudden, because he's going after President Trump, uh, you know, uh, people that would self-identify as Republicans or uh, traditionalists, uh, Robert Mueller has been roundly, heavily criticized previously by, you know, people, uh, by, by, by Democrats, now by Republicans. So, Depending upon yeah. you know where the politics, where Mueller's current uh, c- current cover up is centered, he has drawn criticism over his career by the people that looked at the specifics of his uh, conduct. Absolutely right, and and I want to you know I want to go back to the Michael Cohen thing real quick because this is important, and and I do want to welcome um, our, our our next guest. Stay, everybody, stay on the line. Let me take a quick commercial break, 40 seconds. We're coming right back. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Be sure to visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Again, that's thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your fancy, customized, and creative Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find these products anywhere else. Best part of all is that the products are all built right here in the USA. Um, be sure to type in promo code MTGA for 15% off your first order. 
Um, God bless you. God bless America. Cheers, everybody. All righty, we are back. Um, let's let's welcome our our next few uh, guests. Uh, popular talk show host, entrepreneur, political activist, and freedom fighter Will Johnson is on the line. Hello, Will. Hey, hello, everybody. How you doing, man? Good to have you on. We also have economist, entrepreneur. We also have economist, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, writer for Town Hall, writer for Newsmax, writer for LiveZette, a, a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey, <laughs> Dr. Michael Bussler. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Rory. How are you doing? It's my pleasure to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, we have a lot to talk about, a lot to get back to. Um, and, and everybody, as usual, you can visit our media site, thenextgenusa.com. Again, that's T-H-E-N-E-X-G-E-N-U-S-A.com. If you miss any of our interviews or our shows, or our, and uh, for all your latest news updates as well, you can find there. And uh, please visit that. But anyways, getting back to what we were doing, um, Michael Cohen. So the media is making a huge deal saying, you know, Michael Cohen – um, you know, and Trump violated uh, campaign finance laws. Michael Cohen was doing all this dirty stuff for Trump. And Donald Trump even made a statement today saying that he never advised Michael Cohen to break the law. You know, all Trump ever did was get uh, counsel advice from Michael Cohen like you would any attorney. So, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy how Michael Cohen came out saying that he ratted out all of Trump's, you know, or ratted out some of Trump's dirty deeds. What are those dirty deeds? I, we still have yet to see anything. And there was even a former election commissioner that said Cohen and Trump did not even violate campaign finance law. So here, you know, I'm having a hard time balancing this, this all of this. I mean, this is all ridiculous. And it's just like Trump said, a witch hunt. I, I want to get I want to get your thoughts uh, uh, first, Doctor Bussman. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> well, um, you know, when you try to take an objective look at this, um, you know, it's really uh, everybody seems to have a, a bias. But if you take a look at uh, an objective look, um, what Mueller was tasked to do uh, was to look into Russian collusion and then obstruction of justice um it yeah. when it appeared that uh, there was no russian collusion at least uh with the trump campaign and um his firing of comey uh, really couldn't be construed i don't think in any way as uh obstruction of justice um that really should have kind of ended things uh, at least with regard to uh trump now they found a lot of uh, as is the case in things like this um a prosecutor tries to get uh, people who may have some information on Trump, uh, then go back as far as you can to find something on them and then try to squeeze them for information. Even that um, didn't doesn't appear to have uh, provided uh, anything on Trump. I think the bottom line is Trump didn't do anything wrong. Um, he, there certainly wasn't any uh, collusion on his part. There was no obstruction of, of justice. Uh, I'm not a lawyer either, but uh, it looks like any payments he made, particularly particularly if it was from private funds, uh, doesn't seem to violate any uh, finance laws. Uh, so now it just looks like uh, Mueller 
um, who, as is noted here, uh, has uh, somewhat of a checkered past uh, that may cloud his objectivity. And uh, considering the uh, angry Democrats he seemed to have hired to work with him, uh, suddenly the whole thing has turned into let's just get Trump. Um, I know uh, yeah. some time ago, I believe Lindsey Graham called for, um, as was discussed here, um, another special prosecutor to really investigate the special uh, prosecutor. I think eventually, um, at least I'm hopeful, um, the truth will c- come out here. And the people that have done wrong things um, will be uh, held accountable and um, you know, punished accordingly. And, and let, let's just make this clear real quick for argument's sake. You know, there was no campaign violation, but let's just say for hypothetically there was. That's still not an impeachable offense. So the fact that, you know, the left, you know, was even going down that route is just – it proves their ignorance and how delusional they are. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many things here um, that <laughs> – are just so petty and ridiculous. And let's not forget how many people lied under oath about Hillary Clinton's email, the email investigation, and they and did they get a special counsel coming after them? No. So we have all of this crap that the left has gotten away with for so damn long, and the right is always the ones that get attacked, are always the ones that people want to take down as the right. It's because we we are the American values. You know, we practice, um, you know, what is conservatism. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, it's, just, it's, it's our beliefs. And, and the crazy amount of corruption that, that these people want to, you know, do to the, and, and, and play games with the American people, it's insane to me. But, Will, Will Johnson, uh, your thoughts, man. You've been following this all very closely. Yeah, you know, my biggest issue with all of it, are the spineless yeah. Republicans. They're not saying oh, yeah. much of Good anything. Point. I mean you have a few yeah. you have a few here our and there. Party, our party you know has what? a lot of problems. We have we have a lot of rhinos. Exactly. And you know what? I I did a little broadcast earlier today and my biggest gripe is that the reason why we're in the position we're in right now because we don't we did not have good men and women to stand up to say something before now. You're right. The reason why right. this country is so crazy right now because people did not say we're saying something now because it's just gotten completely out of hand, and that is yep. the biggest issue here. And I'm, you know, and people you get strategists talking about this needs to take place and that needs to take place, but you know what? They should have been. I mean, they should have done something instead of just talking about it years ago. Right. Right. And this whole Russia all- thing. And this whole Russia thing. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go, you go ahead. No, I like what you're saying. Go ahead. I was just going to say, this whole Russia thing, to me, is still just another distraction. They know there's nothing there. Yep. The dossier has already been proven to be fake, and we're still going along like all of this is valid. I mean, at what point does the, at what point does the camel's back break? I mean, seriously, how long are we going to continue down this path of nothingness it's like almost like the whole thing, you know, the Democrats, they were talking about Sarah Palin, a bridge of nowhere. This is Russia. I mean, this bridge is supposed to be going to Russia, and it still ain't going anywhere. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right, and I want to get John's reaction. Go ahead, John. 
Well, gosh, I I, I really find interesting uh, what what uh, Mr. Johnson said about uh, you know the Republican Party. I'm, I happen to be a registered Democrat, but I mean, I feel like people in Congress, in the House representatives, in the Senate, and there's some that have been outspoken. It's time to stand up and speak out and, and um, join, get in the middle of this fight. And I, I think, uh, Rory, I appreciate what you do and you know your talented, uh, knowledgeable guests, because really this case needs to be taken to the American public, which we're part of doing, so that members of the public can get ticked off and call their congressmen and senators on the carpet and say this is a constitutional crisis. There is a deep state agenda. There, there is a there is a, a plan by the machine to take out the 45th president by terror, terrorizing, uh, you know, people with peripheral connect, peripheral connections to the president. Where wh- what are you doing about it? Are you uh, where are you in these committees? Are you hollering? Are you asking for? Uh, are you asking to hold Mueller accountable? It's time for U.S. senators and U.S. congressmen and women. To stand up, you know, step up to the plate and say, we need to investigate Mueller or Mueller needs to be fired. And if he's fired and they need to say, look, based upon what the, what the investigation and research shows, Mueller's been a crook for over 30 years. He has no business. He doesn't have the ethical composition and character to be, to be conducting this investigation in the, in the first instance. <clears throat> and the fact, all Democrats are like you. That, Oh, yeah, and I just want to say something real quick. <laughs> the fact that the elite and these people in the government have so much power and so much influence over us, uh, everyday citizens, should scare the hell out of anyone. I mean, this is something that is terrifying. If you think of all of the information they have, all of the, the weapons, the tools they have, it, it's crazy if you really want to think, think, think deep. Uh, but, Will, go ahead. No, I was just saying I wish all Democrats would actually see reality like the young gentleman that we have on. I, I didn't get your name. Well, I, I like that uh, adjective young. Uh, that, that's all. That's all <laughs> we, <laughs> well, but you know what? I mean, seriously. He, uh, Will, to, Will to, he's, um, he's an attorney and he's a Democratic senator out of Louisiana, John Milkovich. Wow, I bet you – I mean, I can't. I can't imagine that the Democrats in that state like you. I mean, I, I, because what you're saying, you're 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 saying what should be said as a Democrat. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm 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 thrown away. I'm, I really do appreciate it. I used to be a Democrat myself until I moved to California, and I couldn't no longer do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, it's it's so ironic, though. Yes, uh, Will and 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 Professor Bustler and Dan and and Rory. It's so ironic that supposedly President Trump is being prosecuted or investigated at this point for a, some tangential connection to hacking Hillary's emails. Did you know? That's what they like to say on the floor of the Louisiana Legislature. Did you know Robert <laughs> Mueller has advocated that the federal government be allowed? To ha- essentially hack the emails, telephone calls, texts, faxes, and internet searches of every single law-abiding American, uh, Mueller has advocated for a total surveillance state 
that will permit the government to spy on every law-abiding citizen in the United States of America. So he's trying to get Trump, who hasn't hacked, had nothing to do with hacking Hillary's emails, and he is the one. He is the hacker on steroids times a thousand times out of control. He is the one that went to Congress and said the federal government needs the complete – untrammeled and authoritarian capability to spy on every digital and telephonic conversation of every living American. I can see that. You know, here in the state of California, there, come January, they're going to try to push a, uh, a law through to where they can tax you on how many text messages that you've sent. Can you believe that? Oh, my and And, and, then, and, then, they're, and then they want to – It's all have uh, enough taxes in California. Exactly, and then they want to prorate it for the last five years. Oh gosh! Can you imagine? Oh. I mean, what what is wrong with these people? They, I mean, do we do they not have enough money already? And Ted Luau, the, the Democrat Ted Luau out of California today, said he would want to take away <clears throat> free speech if he was allowed to. That I is believe outrageous. It. Of course, you got to understand um, that California, California recently decided that they were like going to provide country. free. It's like its own country. California is like its own country. That's why I stopped being a Democrat. Part yeah, of the go reason. ahead, Dan. No, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that that California is the is the state that is a sanctuary state, and now said they're going to offer free health care to Universal, illegals. To illegals. To, to illegals, and, and they've got to find a way to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, well, this is more taxes. You is, think is the way of, they're going to do it? You think of, and, and think about that. The whole world's going to move to California. And, and Dr. Bustler, talk about the economic. I mean, I don't want to get too <clears> off topic, but talk about the economic disaster that would create. Yeah, the the word that comes to mind is impossible. I mean, you're you're talking about. I don't know how many people they'll let in. They you know they're they're talking about an, an open border, um, so it's hard to imagine how many people uh, will, will come in. Um, but when they start getting a large number of people, it's really going to tax their system. I mean, all, already they have uh, extremely high taxes in California. Um, they're going to have to raise taxes even more to pay for this. It's just simply it, it just simply can't can't work. Um, and at some yeah. point, uh, even the people that advocate it will have to uh, see that. No, and you're you're absolutely right. Very very well said. Um, I want to get I, I want to get um, I, I too Razuli. What are your thoughts, buddy? To tell you the truth, I am beyond shock. What I'm listening to, I mean, I've, I've been following all these things for the last two years. I don't know them as well as Dan and the other people here. Yeah. But it sounds more like the United States of America is already a banana republic. You mm. don't have a justice system. You have corruption everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. I mean, it's shocking. If I were an American, I would be really very ashamed. What do you think? Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it doesn't stop. And it's an ongoing cycle. And, you know, I really thought about this myself today, and I'm sure people think about this all the time. 
we have so many different media stories that come out at once, and it distracts us. It, it, it puts it spirals our minds all over the place, and it, and it just it's one thing after the other. So it's like you can never. It's like it's hard to just focus on one thing because they distract you with all these different things. It, it, it's insane to me. It blows my mind. And, you know, just the way everything works, I mean, in our government. And, and a lot of it, with, with, with the way the news articles come out, a lot of this is, is planned with timing and, and different things and, you know, as a distraction for sure. I know le- the leaders of Black for Trump, Michael, uh, you're on the air. You're calling in. I know you got thoughts on uh, Michael Cohen being a scumbag, being a rat, and, uh, you know, everything going on with Mueller investigation. Well, yeah, I know that um, Mueller, Mueller, however you say the, the bastard's name, and um, Comey, all those guys are the exact same guys that attacked Yahweh Ben Yahweh and attacked the same way, and they, and they put the schools to people to force them to lie on you. They're trying to get them to lie on Trump. Because this right. is their game. They, the Bible says that they would break all the laws and hold themselves not guilty. Zechariah 11.5. This is how you know that they are animals and that they are unjust beasts. There's Mike, what's that? Mike, is that, do you got noise in the background? Michael, is that is that your noise no, in the background? I, I have no noise at all. I don't know. Where that okay, you're good. You're good. I was just hearing a scratching sound. You're good. Okay, but it's not me. No, I just think that these guys who are Democrats, who act like they're Republicans, and nobody wants to say exactly what they are, but they are they are what you would call the, the Mongols and the Huns. These these slobs, they are the most horrible people that look down on white Europeans and look down on black people and dog us and enslave us. And white Gentiles who actually have the power are afraid of them and are punking out to them. They're allowing Mueller to just trash our president when you, we should just, right now we don't have to worry about them. They can't win another election because... A black man that everybody considers a real black man standing with him now, we will get the independence. So we can lose our fear of them and just beat the hell out of these people. And the Bible says when it's time to go after them, don't make covenants with them. Don't make agreements with them. You utterly destroy them. That's what they have to happen to Bully. They need to fire him and they need to get. They need to indict Comey, Hillary, and Obama's black, evil ass. And so I'm just the one that's not afraid to say it. I say what it is while everybody else is scared to say it. Obama is the beast. Hillary is the devil, serpent, Satan, and the dragon. And Revelation 2010 says both of them will be cast into the bottom of the pit. See, they're on their way to jail, and they're scared to death. So I'm, my message to President Trump is don't be afraid yeah. of them, for the Lord your yep. God, Yahweh, right. is with you, a mighty God and terrible. And that God right. is going to save us 
with Trump having the nerves to just stand up to him and just wipe him out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, yeah, I want, I want you to stay on for a second, but I want to explain something. And Dan, Dan, this question goes to you. Do you think, and we were talking about this earlier, and, and I want people's response on this. Do you think the new Attorney General, William Barr, will take action um, on this situation? Because, uh, I mean, it is getting out of hand with the whole Mueller thing. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a total witch hunt, and it's just any way they can get to Trump. It doesn't matter. It, it, this isn't even, even about Russia anymore. They have nothing on Russia. Now they're going to his personal life. But, Dan, what do you thought? Well, I uh, I hope that Mr. Barr, at least uh, as I've been able to read about him so far, he seems to be a conservative. He seems to be a strict constructionist. He believes in the letter of the Constitution, and um, he believes that uh, the judges should not be legislating from the bench. Congress creates the legislation. The president signs it. So I... <laughs> The, the thing that I worry about, Rory, is is how how deep and how wide is the deep state within the Justice Department? And when I see them refusing to respond to uh, questions from Chairman Grassley, when I see them uh, saying to a a person that they're they're interviewing, you don't need a lawyer when Everybody else in the country is allowed to ask for a lawyer or have a lawyer, but, but to be told by the FBI you don't need a lawyer, the, the tactics, and this is why I was asking our, our senator from Louisiana whether or not the tactics that were used against General Flynn, whether the court could throw them out. Uh, I, I hope that... The, the new attorney you're, you're referring to like a form of you're referring to a form of misconduct, right? With Flint, absolutely breaking the law besides and, misconduct. And what, this is a, which is why which is why they throw it out because Mueller went about it the, the wrong way, and that basically screws up the entire case, right? Yes, yes. See the whole the whole the, the whole premise of the of the of the of what's going on with Mueller is they're trying to get people on what are called process crimes. And this is where yeah. you, 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 you give a deposition based on your best recollection, and they find something out about you that's something you said that's contrary to what you just told the FBI, and so they charge you with a process crime of lying to the FBI, when in fact it may be a simple a matter of, it happened such a long time ago, I don't remember. And and Flynn was charged with the process crime of lying to the FBI when the 302s by the FBI said the people who interviewed him, they didn't believe he was lying. But Mueller decided to prosecute him under the process crime of lying to the FBI. So he made it up. And that's, that's what um, the Blacks for Trump is, is saying is that we've got – we're out of control – We've lost our moral compass. We're not making the right decisions that are fair, honest, and and equitable. Uh, We have this tremendous bias against the president, and at any cost, we'll do everything we can to take him out. Can I ask a question? John, John, John Milkovich, attorney, Democratic state senator in Louisiana. I want to I want to ask you very importantly. Do you see 
with the way the Flynn thing went down and Michael Cohen, any sort of danger for President Trump in terms of how the outcome uh, played out this past week? I mean, I know there's still some mystery, and we don't know everything. Uh, but what are your thoughts? I mean, if you, you know, as an attorney, I mean, I'm not so much concerned, but, you know, you know the legal system. I mean, that, that's what you do. Well, and, and uh, I, I don't know enough about the specific investigations and play agreements. One question that I have, and maybe y'all can enlighten me, has Michael Flynn, uh, General Flynn's attorney filed a motion to set aside his, uh, his plea, his uh, guilty plea? I believe he has. <laughs> Uh, that's a game changer. If he's allowed to withdraw, <clears throat> these are some bogus cases, and there's a lot of, you know, because of people like Rory Sauter, who have the courage to take this case to the American public, there's a growing awareness among Americans that Mueller's tactics are corrupt, heavy-handed, abusive, mercenary, ruthless. And if... General Flynn has that guilty plea. Uh, if he's allowed to withdraw that guilty plea, that puts Mueller in a whole different situation. Then he has to either admit that the case is bogus, or he has to take the risk of going and uh, presenting his case in a public courtroom, where if it blows up and it's determined that he's been uh, pressuring, he's been suborning perjury and pressuring people to lie. And working with uh, FBI agents that are falsifying evidence, that there that is proof that he has committed federal crimes. Oh yeah. Now that, oh, that's that's the thing that has to happen, but that's that that road could be very challenging for Team Mueller. If 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 uh, General Flynn is allowed to uh, withdraw his guilty plea, then they have to make a choice where they either have to dismiss charges. Which humiliates them, or go into courtroom, and if they if they have a capable um, trial lawyer, they they would need one of America's best. They need to go out and get one of those the people that study with Jerry Spence and really connect with the jury and say, look, what's going on here? This has nothing to do with uh, this has nothing to do with upholding the law. This is all about politics, crooked politics, nothing else. Can I ask yeah, a question? Yeah, oh, that's ahead. this gentleman wanted to ask a question. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Will Johnson. Um, on Michael Cohen, uh, they're saying that for the media, they're saying that he worked with Trump to give campaign money to Stormy Daniels and the other mm-hmm. lady. Is that correct statement? Right. That's what that's what we're all hearing. Is that correct? Yeah, no, no. They're trying to get not not. Not quite correct. What 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 their con- the contention is that the money that was given by Cohen on behalf of the president they determined because it could have out it could have been an, an an impact on the outcome of the election should be classified as campaign money because the money never <clears> came throat> from the Democratic never came from the Republican campaign came from Okay. From, uh, yeah, that from yeah. His so you just answered my question. Yeah, okay. So that makes sense. So, so they're trying to say because he paid it, it should be considered as campaign money, even though it never did actually come from the campaign itself. Right. And you had a situation, a precedent established 
um, in uh, the Obama, uh, with the Obama campaign where there were $2 million of unreported campaign contributions that were made on behalf of the president but were never reported and were discovered, and the Federal Election Commission fined the Obama campaign $375,000 with a misdemeanor, not a felony. Which they're trying to say that the payments by Cohen to Stormy Daniels and the other person were campaign funds violations, and it was a felony, which is not true. So how did so if if with Michael Cohen paying them off, how did that actually affect the election? The contention is on the Democrats that had the American public, and and I I, I want to answer your question as accurate as I can. Had the American public known about his liaisons with Stormy Daniels and the other woman, they may have not have voted him in so that it influenced the campaign. However, however, the problem that I have with that logic is the, uh, the access tape of him speaking on the bus was played during the campaign and – uh, that was propaganda that was generated by the left, uh, and yet it was not considered as material because it didn't affect the outcome of the campaign. The De- Democrats thought it should have, but it didn't. So it's a, it's a catch-22. What, what happened with Cohen and the two ladies didn't out- affect the outcome of the campaign because the rationale – doesn't fit with what happened with the Access Hollywood tape. So it's a very weak case. Yeah, I mean, you Um, know, the the only issue that I have with it, just really quick, the only issue that I have with all of that is that they're upset because that information, per se, dirt, did not come out about Donald Trump during the election, but they were trying to hide and cover up the dirt that Hillary Clinton was doing with her emails and with her destroying evidence and with her doing deals with Russia herself. So they were trying to hide all of that, but they're upset because this didn't come out about Trump. I don't personally, I don't think that would have changed my vote. I know for a fact it wouldn't have changed my vote because we all know but that he's a but, billionaire and what he's did in the past. But I, I completely understand what you're saying and how they're trying to uh, proceed with it. They're trying to use the rationale. They're trying to rationalize in right. their own mind that exactly. had the American people known this, Trump would have lost the campaign to Hillary. Well, right. they're entitled to their opinion, but that doesn't make it fact. And so they're trying to rationalize the loss by blaming it on information they didn't get out that it would have an impact on the outcome of, of American voters. Yeah, And, and <laughs> because the reality is – in my opinion, the reality is the the people who voted for Donald Trump were voting for Donald Trump. They knew he was not an altar boy and he wasn't a priest, but he was somebody who was going to bring about change, and that's what they wanted. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? You know what? You know what baffles me, and I want to, I want to bring this up. And this is a new report out today. Federal prosecutors are investigating Trump's inauguration. I mean, they're, they're investigating his inauguration now. And as well as another report came out today, uh, the attorney general 
uh, who's coming in for New, the state of New York, I believe, uh, says she plans to uh, investigate a bunch of Trump's foundations and companies. I mean, this is never going to end, guys. Yeah. They want him out of there so bad. I mean, I've never seen anybody lo- lose it like this for one person. And I'll tell you, you know, whether you well, hate him or whether you love him, people say his name. 98, 98% of people in this country say his name once a day, whether you hate him or you love him. There's never been a more obsessive figure uh, than Donald Trump. I mean, at this point, well, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Rory, this is John Milkovich. Um, this yeah. is where the American people have to stand up. And, and of course, your uh, public platform for people that are, are critical of the deep state want to preserve our Constitution and our freedoms is, is a great, is a great uh, avenue in, in giving voice. But, but we need to speak up, and Americans, we need to be talking to our congressmen and senators saying this is enough. Uh, if we believe in the rule of law, that means the president has to follow the law, and so do the prosecutors. So do so does the FBI. So does the Department of Justice. Well, very well said. And Dr. Bustler, you know your your thoughts on all this, and then I want to get to the the, the wall subject, and uh, we have a, some stuff to talk about with the wall, uh, which will be very interesting. But Dr. Bustler, go ahead. I want your thoughts on this. Yeah, the the whole uh, the big picture on this is uh, the Americans ha- have just lost faith uh, in the judicial system, and some degree lost faith in uh, some of the agencies like the FBI, uh, who are supposed to be protecting us. Um, I think uh, you know everything that is going on against Trump is going to get much worse after the first of the year when the Democrats. Uh, get control of Congress, and uh, they now will have majorities on each of those key uh, committees that do the investigation. I think the Democrats are are missing a a terrible opportunity if their goal is truly to move the country forward. Um, I think they're missing a tremendous opportunity. You have a Republican president um, who appears to me to uh, have the mind of a Republican uh, and really the heart of a Democrat. Uh, so if the Democrats were uh, truly intent on moving the country forward, uh, um, Trump's willing to give uh, DACA uh, children a, a path to citizenship. I have the feeling yep. if they work with him and build the wall, uh, he'd probably uh, work on the other um, 11 million or so uh, illegals here. I don't know what he would do, but at least he'd um, – be in a position to perhaps do some compromising. Um, So if the Democrats really want to move the country forward, they should start putting the uh, country first and the party second instead of the way that they've been doing it for a number of years where they put the party first and the country second. You're 100% correct. And you know what? Trump could be a – I'm sorry. Trump could be a champion for the Democrats if they just wake up to it and realize it. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and I want to say, you know, what's very important about what you just said, Dr. Bustler, you really made a good point just now about what the Democrats uh, and their agenda. Let's face it, you know, yes, there there are de- quite a few Democratic voters that want to see Trump impeached. There's also a lot of Democratic voters that are using logic and using their minds and know uh, that there's there's not going to be an impeachment, 
and they voted those Democrats in there to fulfill uh, the agenda uh, of what you know of the voters. And the, yeah. if the Democrats only uh, you know li- you know list of things to do and agenda and and things to get done are go after Trump, go after Trump, don't do anything for for, the, for their own party. It's going to backfire on them come 2020. Yeah, it's probably uh, probably right. You, you know, when they uh, you can remember back in uh, when they uh, went after B- Bill Clinton um, and uh, they got the uh, impeachment through the House and, of course, not not the Senate. Um, but it may it backfired on the Republicans, ended up making the Democrats uh, stronger. I think the American people are just really yeah. fed up with everybody fighting with each other and creating these yeah. frenzies. Uh, and overreacting to everything, which is what's happening in the stock market today. Uh, and I think America ought to just take one big deep breath and exhale and just relax a little bit and start to look at these yeah. things more objectively rather than uh, trying to pursue some agenda that you haven't really thought through. Not going to happen. Yeah, I, Trump I, is there. Right. I, I mean, it, and you, you mentioned DACA, and the fake news media didn't even uh, report this today, but over 95% of DACA applications, renewals for illegal aliens approved under Trump within two years. So, I mean, that's, I mean, look right there. I mean, the fact that he actually cares and is actually, you know, doing something about DACA, and everybody's complaining, oh, he hates DACA. No. He doesn't. He just yeah. look at that. I mean, look what I just said. Over ninety-five percent of DACA applications and renewals for illegal aliens approved under Trump within two years. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, wow. I think I think that just goes to show that uh, he is very compassionate. If they if they had a a, a truly um, a conservative person as president, somebody who followed yeah. conservative views. Uh, right. Exactly. They would have a very difficult yeah. time working with him. Trump is a compassionate person. And if you give yeah. him a little bit, he understands you have to give and take. Right. That's what transactions and um, making uh, deals and things are like. If they just gave a little bit, I mean, like like the wall, we're only talking $5 billion. That's not a drop in the yeah. bucket. But on a $4 right. trillion dollar government budget, $5 billion yeah. is not much. And if they just did that... He would say, "Okay, yeah. let me give you one of seven hundred thousand DACA to have uh, to have a uh, path to citizenship. I'll give you one point eight million of them a uh, path to citizenship, and let's start talking about some of these other things." He understands that to get what he wants, he has to give something in return. If the if the yeah. Democrats would just start to be a little more compromising, we could start to move the yeah. country forward. You know, I I get the the feeling it, it, it's like. Uh, uh, someone goes into a boxing match and instead of punching the opponent, they turn around and punch themselves in the face. And that's what the government, the Americans are doing. We're punching ourselves in the face. Yeah. And and you know, if you really look at, if you really look at, you're absolutely right. And I want to, I want everybody to stay on. We're going to go to a quick break, 30 second break. Then we need to talk about the wall real quick. But if you really look at how fair Trump is and how, He's willing to hear everybody's you know, side of the story. He's willing to budge. He knows how to play the game. He's one of the greatest negotiators ever to live. Um, and, you know, uh, John, you're a Democrat. You know, going back to this, 
I mean, your party, uh, you know, what, what do you want to see, you know, co- you know, them do? I mean, what, you know, what's the most important to you at this point? I mean, I know, you know, they need, they need to get themselves back together and, and you know, stop going so far left communism style, but uh, your thoughts. Well, and working, I like them working with the president. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I like what Professor Bustler said. Let's, let's get back to putting our, you know, God and, and family and country first, and the, the political party needs to be a tool to uh, achieve victories for the people and, and not agendas to control the people. And, and basically, you know, I, I hate to say it, but many of the Democrats on the national level are, are really doing the bidding of – of the deep state and the new world order and, and pushing. They're basically trying to undermine our institutional foundations and our basic values as America, which, Hey, let's get real. We we, this is a Christian nation was founded on Christ. Have we always been perfect? Absolutely not. But our foundations are in Christ, in the Bible, in, in righteousness, in freedom, in uh, the, the, basic principles of the Magna Carta. We got to get back there. And, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm just jumping on the, the Democrats. The Republicans got some work, too. We got to get back to basics. Oh, yeah. And, and so oh, I, yeah. I, I feel like Professor Hustler is – I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Professor. You're yeah. just absolutely on. Thank you. Absolutely. And I want – I want to get I want to get your final thoughts on this topic, Will, and then we're going to go to a quick break, and we're going to come right back and talk about the wall. Yeah, it, we just it's it's time. It, this is wake up time, and and, and actually, yeah, we'll, we want to get right to the. Oh, go uh, ahead. Hey, time for Sorry. revival in America. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Hey, go Will ahead. Johnson, your thoughts. Um, I'm sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> Hey, this is high stakes poker, uh, Will. You cannot get distracted for a split second. Dan Perkins, I know you've been listening. What, what do you think? Well, I, I think that uh, uh, it's late. I'm tired, and uh, I've had a long day, but I do want to participate in the in the war. On the wall, so why don't you take your break and we'll come back and talk about the wall. Okay, sounds like a plan. And and I do want to say real quick, you know, that you strongly believe that um, something good is going to come of uh, President Trump and the Democrats. I, I believe at some point, and this is my wish, and I hope, and I, I hope I'm right, uh, but I do have my doubts, that a Tip O'Neill, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan situation because uh, we're gonna we're gonna see Nancy Pelosi as the House Speaker, so it, you know we remember Tip O'Neill and Reagan worked well together. Um, so maybe you know there's hope. Um, I'm I'm just we have we have a lot to see in the coming future, but I, I do know that uh, lately, um, you know the way they're interacting, Pelosi and Trump and and Schumer, um, even Trump said he gets along with them. He gets along with them. So. You know, we'll, we'll just see. We'll see. And, and we, we also know that politics is a lot of it's theatrics and, and, and acting and, and a lot of drama, unnecessary drama. But uh, I'm curious. All right. All right. But we're taking a break. We'll be back in about uh, 50 seconds. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. 
I would like to introduce to you my company, MakingChristianityGreatAgain.com. Again, that's MakingChristianityGreatAgain.com. It's dedicated to President Donald J. Trump and all of us, all of his fellow Christian supporters. President Donald J. Trump has officially restored the Christian faith and has given it back to the American people. We've never had any president in the history of politics give as much praise and love to Christianity the way President Donald J. Trump has. Traditional and signature values have never been more stronger and effective until now. We are all, we are all highly grateful and fortunate that God blessed us with the profound presence and holiness of President Donald J. Trump. Let us, let us all continue to pray for the freedom, safety, and security of President Donald J. Trump. God is good. And please remember, we have many deals on the website. We have many customized, creative, and very unique uh, religious-oriented uh, Trump uh, uh, shirts and merchandise. Uh, I am sure you guys are all going to love it. Um, and uh, check it out. Yeah, and let, let me know your thoughts. Uh, I've been getting a lot of people buying shirts, and they're uh, enjoying it. And what the, uh, what the you know, brand stands for, what it represents. It's really a beautiful thing. It's a great time to be alive, folks. Uh, God bless all of you, and uh, God bless America. All righty. We are, we are back, everybody. Um, I want to play a quick clip of Trump, uh, Pelosi, and Schumer uh, in the White House uh, the other day. Uh, let, let's play this clip of them all facing off. And then I want to talk about the wall because they're going back and forth. Whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay. That wall, that'll be the one that will be the easiest of all. <laughs> What do you think, Chuck? Maybe not? It's called funding the government, Mr. President. <laughs> so we're going to see, but I will tell you the wall will get built. We'll see what happens. There are no votes in the House, a majority of votes, for a wall, no matter where you start. Exactly right. You don't have if to I the needed house. the votes for the wall in the House, I would have them in one session well, would we'll be do done. It. We'll do it. That's what I want to say. We have a lot of disagreements here. The Washington Post today gave you a whole lot of Pinocchios because they say you constantly misstate how much the wall is built, how much of the wall is built, and how much is there. But that's not the point here. We have a disagreement about the wall, whether it's effective or whatever. Not on border security, but on the wall. We do not want to shut down the government. You have called 20 times to shut down the government. You say, I want to shut down the government. We don't. And it's the same board. You're bragging about what has been done. We want to do the same thing we did last year, this year. That's our proposal. If it's good then, it's good now, and it won't shut down the government. Chuck, we can build, when you look at these numbers of the effectiveness of our border security, and when you look at the job that we're doing you with our military... You just said it is effective. Can I, be, can I tell you something? Yeah, you just said Without it's effective. Without a wall, these are only areas where you have the walls. We want to do where you have walls, Chuck, it's effective. We, where you don't have walls, it is not effective. We need border security. I think we all agree that we need border security. Yeah, is that we right? do. Good. We do. See? We get along. Not the morale and we've gained in the Senate. Up. Nancy, the we've gained in the Senate. Excuse me, did we win the Senate? We won the Senate. Nancy? When the president brags that he won North Dakota and Indiana, he's in real trouble. When I, I did. Let me say this. We did win North Dakota and India. People with tremendous medical difficulty and medical problems are pouring in, and in many, in many cases, it's contagious. They're pouring into our country. We have to have 
border security. We have to have a wall as part of border security. Right. Elections but have me, consequences, Mr. Just, President. Let me just say. That's right. And that's why the country this. is doing so well. But the President I'll is take, the okay, okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, Absolutely. fair enough. And we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border But we security. believe you shouldn't okay. shut it down. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, I do want to play this quick clip. Trump speaks uh, to the press about the shutdown, and he answers specific questions. It's very important. Uh, one, two. Well, believe it or not, I think it was a very friendly meeting. You know, you saw the beginnings of it, but it actually worked out to be, I think, pretty good. Uh, I've actually liked them for a long period of time, and I respect them both. And we made a lot of progress. If you look at criminal justice reform, that's a big thing. You know, we've been looking to do that for many years, and they haven't been, been able to do it. We've done it, hopefully, very soon in a bipartisan way. Uh, the bill, as you know, you probably heard today, was put up by Mitch McConnell. has been terrific. Uh, and it's going to be voted on very shortly, maybe Friday, but very, very soon. And we're looking forward to that. We've made tremendous strides on the farm bill. And we're working on uh, border security. You know, Republicans want very strong border security. And honestly, the Democrats, or most of them, it's hard to believe, but most of them want open borders. And that leads to crime and leads to other problems. And, you know, one of the problems that people don't talk about, uh, you have a tremendous medical problem coming into a country. Uh, communicable disease, uh, tremendous problems. People don't want to talk about it. I don't like talking about it, but these are the difficulties of what they want to do. So we want strong borders. We want people coming into our country legally through a process. We want people that are going to love and help our country. And I don't think they feel the same way. Or maybe they just don't want us to get a vote. You know, it could be that, too, because it's hard to believe that they don't want some form of protection. And with that, I have to say, I thought it was a very good meeting. When you left, when the press left, uh, we had a fairly long meeting, and we really discussed a lot of great subjects. Mike, come on over. Mike Pence, come on over, Mike. I, I don't mind. No, no. You know what? I could have debated Chuck Schumer for a long period of time, because he was saying, it's yours, it's your idea. And then finally I said, what would... I don't mind. I, I, I don't know. Do you, what do you think? What do you guys think? I don't mind having the issue of border <laughs> security on my side. If we have to close down the country over border security, I actually like that in terms of an issue, but I don't want it to be an issue. I want it to be something that w the country needs. It's not really an issue. It's something the country needs. It's common sense. The country needs it. We need protection. We need border security. We need security from drugs that are pouring into our country. They're coming in right through that southern border and we need a wall we need border security and part of border security is a wall so i don't mind owning that issue i mean chuck's problem is that you know when the when we last closed down that was his idea and honestly he got killed and so he doesn't want to own it and i said you know what rather than us debating who's owning it i'll take it I'll take it. If we close down the country, I will take it, because we're closing it down for border security, and I think I win that every single time. Okay? Thank you all very much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
So there you have it, everybody. God, I love a president who stands up. Uh, you know, God, he just has giant brass balls. He's a profound machine. I've never seen any human uh, with his talents or, or with his skill set. I mean, he's something that God specially created. I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond a blessing. But I want to say real quick, and I, I know everybody has, has their thoughts on this, but ways we can fund the wall, and I was reading about this today, First of all, one of the one of the ways, if the Democrats don't want to budge with us and cause a problem, the new U.S. MCA deal with Canada and Mexico, uh, basically, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the Mexican side of, of what they're paying, uh, it puts it basically pays for the wall in, in a sense itself. Uh, Trump even mentioned that because uh, it, it it gets rid of some of the deficit we've had with Mexico for so long. And there's another option to fund the wall, which would be using defense money from our military. So there are a few ways if the Democrats want to play hardball. And the whole idea of trading DACA for the wall, probably not the best idea. It actually would be ridiculously costly to taxpayers. It would cost $28 billion with a B uh, to, tra- to have DACA fully funded, and the wall would only cost $5 billion. So there's all this fuss about the wall. But then you have all these people that want DACA to stay, and that's way more. I mean, so Dan, I know you want to speak on this uh, first off. So your thoughts? I just wrote a piece today that will hopefully will tomorrow be on uh, Newsmax about this this combination of issues. Um, I, I think that that what we saw uh, was masterful because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer walked into the meeting believing that they had a wounded president and under the Democratic playbook, he had to do what they told him to do. And Nancy Pelosi was very specific. Mr. President, we have two solutions. You pick one. They told the president they had the solutions and he was forced, should be forced to pick one of their solutions. Uh, Donald Trump didn't bite on that. Um, And when he came after them and when he started talking about his willingness to own the issue of of shutting down the government government for border security, I'm telling you, Roy, that the red flyover states between New York and California, there were millions of people who were saying – I I voted for the right guy. I've got somebody who's standing up for me and is not taking the crap from the Democrats. It was clear when they came out after the session was over that they were both very shaken by their demeanor. Chuck Schumer said to the, the press when he came out, we will only take questions on a single issue. He did not want to get himself into a position of talking about other things. I think that what's going on right now is that the Democratic leadership is focus group testing how did Nancy and Chuck perform with the president, and I think they're going to score very poorly. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the the Republicans hold firm and the Democrats capitulate again like they did last year. Wow, that's a big – wow. Will Johnson, what do you think? You know, the border wall. I was just down in uh, Tijuana, 
Uh, yeah, you were with um, we we had we had Ben Berkwam on the show last week, and you were down there with him, right? Yes, I was in Tijuana, and with the whole border control and everything that come to find out and hearing it directly from the people there that it is a leftist movement to try to undermine the president, to try to get at him, to make it look like he is heartless. The American people are specifically Republicans are heartless. And it's, it's all of it is backfiring on the Democrats and the left because they straight up said that they were told by leftist groups that it was, you know, to come to the border uh, and by the thousands, and it would just let them let them yep. in. And and you got attorneys, you know, Trump, you got attorneys I, I, down there giving them advice and stuff, trying to like yes, uh, the, the lawyers manipulate guild, the, the, Yes, yes, the lawyers guild. They were there. I actually caught them on camera. They took their hats off. You, I'm pretty sure all of you seen them. They have those lime green hats on. They're always at the you know the different Trump rallies, but they stand on the side with Antifa. Um, they were there. They took off the hats because they're not supposed to be there. And But I recorded them. I actually got them being there. But you know what? You're absolutely right in your statement. It's about time we have a president that has a pair of balls that's not going to back down to these Democrats. And, you know, the, the left, the Democrats, CNN, uh, the, the, the liberal media, they were pushing the whole thing saying that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer had two options. And he turned them both down. He had two options to pick from, you know. And I, I forget—I don't know the gentleman's name that brought it up, but he was—he he hit the nail on the head. That as if these are the only options that we can go with that they come to the Oval Office with. The Democrats have it in their mind that they have every—they have all the answers, and we're just supposed to go along with it. At what point did they think that, you know, Donald Trump is just going to bend over and just take whatever it is they give them? They're used to Republicans being spineless. They're used to Republicans getting something told bad about them and tucking their tail and running. That's what they're used to. That's why they're not used to Donald J. Trump. Right. And the double double standard is absolutely ridiculous, and I've been saying it for years. Ken, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. There was one piece, one other piece I wanted to mention. Um, before the, the 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 London Daily Mail issued a, a story yesterday that representatives of the caravan went into the consul, U.S. consulate in Tijuana and said that they would go home for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, in that finish though, Dan, you were saying if our government no, I was just going to say that they, they they were they were trying to blackmail the blackmail the United States government for fifty thousand dollars for everyone that was there if to go back <laughs> home and walk away from the border, and they really thought that the American government would put up the fifty thousand dollars a piece because uh, they said it with a straight face. Oh my! In the comment section on Breibart, oh my God, it was hysterical. I was I was falling down laughing on what people were saying about that. <laughs> oh my God, um, uh, John. John, what are your thoughts? I, I you know I know you're you know a guy about the Constitution and, and American values, and uh, you know your new book about you know going after Mueller and and just you know you being uh, the great patriot you are. 
how do you feel about this whole thing? John. John? I think John got distracted like I did. He must have kids. (laughs) Dr. Buster, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I got a little uh, distracted. Uh, About the wall? Yeah. Yeah. So, so look, um, basically, uh, you know, uh, my Democratic friends say to me, uh, look, there there are people coming here from – uh, countries that where they uh, their lives are in danger, their children are in danger. They have to go somewhere, and this is where they think they can find opportunity. Um, you know, the the problem is the World Health Organization estimates that there are over one billion children in the world living in poverty. Um, certainly, you're very compassionate, and we feel sorry that for the conditions that those people live in, um, but we can't take all care of all those people. Um, we have, you, you know, the, the, the uh, children that we get at the border are put in better living conditions than some Americans who live in inner cities. And that simply is, is not right. We have to take care of Americans first uh, and have and protect our borders. Um, we uh, allow up to 2 million, close to 2 million people to immigrate into this country legally every, every year. Uh, this immigration policy has been something that uh, every president and Congress has been kicking the can down the road. President Reagan essentially did a sort of a DACA thing, gave what amounted to amnesty uh, to, I think it was 3 million people. And in return, every, both Democrats and Republicans agreed to build a border wall. Uh, the funding was even there for it, and nothing ever happened with it. Uh, so we, we really need uh, to sit down, Democrats and Republicans, and come up with an immigration policy that protects our borders, allows people to immigrate into the country. My parents were immigrants, so we certainly welcome immigrants. Um, but there has to be a legal process to do this, and we have to secure our, our, our borders. Um, the amount of money they're asking for, as we said before, is a relatively small amount of government spending. Um, and uh, if the Democrats were truly concerned about moving the country forward, they would work with Trump, uh, who, as I say, is a Republican president, but he is more compassionate, and you can come up with solutions that we can finally uh, get this problem solved, and let's move forward and work on other things. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, absolutely. And, and Dan, you know, you're, you, you're about this wall, you know, in terms of funding, what do you think it's going to come down to? Do you think we're going to have to use some of the military expenses? Um, do you think the Democrats are going to budge? Um, how do you see this all, uh, uh, you know, going down? I, um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little tired, Roy. I, I'll do my best, but I, I need to get to bed. Yeah, um, yeah I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I believe that the Democrats, have made, made another mistake, and that they, they will allow the the government to be shut down after the 21st. But I think that they're going to get a lot of feedback that says you got to do something. If if in fact 
which I believe they will do. They will capitulate, and they will give the president. They may not give him the four four and a half billion. And I I agree with uh, uh, Dr. Butler. We're talking about a minuscule out of a four trillion dollar budget. It's nothing. It, we 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 sweep more than that off the floor. Um, but there is a principle here, as Nancy said two days ago. I will never fund the wall. Um, for her to do that, she puts her, her election of Speaker of the House in jeopardy in about three weeks. And so uh, it's going to be a tough decision for the Democrats. Uh, I think they're going to try and hold out, thinking that Trump's going to collapse and agree, but I don't think he is. I think he's going to stay hard, and he's going to say, shut it down. And I think, I think the vast majority of the American people are going to support him. So it's going to be a, a nervous time, but I believe right. that the Democrats will – Ultimately, uh, uh, ultimately deal with uh, what's going on. And uh, uh, interesting though, if if they shut down the government on the twenty first, yeah. the new Congress is formed in on the third. If they haven't resol- haven't resolved the issue before <clears throat> the end of this session, then the new Congress, which will have a different Democratic makeup than what they have now. May have find it even difficult, more difficult time, so that yeah. the the shutdown could be considerably longer. Now, but before you go, last question before before I let you go, last question. Um, you know, the new chief of staff. Uh, there's reports out today Trump's considering either Mark Meadows or Jared Kushner. Do you think either of those two names are going to be one of the selections, or do you think Trump's going to keep uh, searching? Well, I don't think he's going to take Meadows out of the Congress because now he's got the minority party in in the House, and he, he, he Meadows is one of the strong leaders, so that would be a poor move. And I think he he pretty much was quoted today saying he wouldn't do that. As it relates to Kushner, he's been a very effective in his job, especially in negotiating in the in the in the Far East. Whether or not he has the uh, the experience to um, to Handle both the political agenda and the reelection yeah. agenda is uh, yeah. is in my mind somewhat questionable. Um, he right. uh, he may not be seasoned enough to handle such a very important job. No, I no, I hear you, and and I know that I the, the last thing I want to tell you about the the piece you wrote before you go about the, the and, and then we have the on Dr. Bustler about the trade war with China, how Trump has successfully dominated. <clears throat> And fulfilled, and actually, he won. We beat China. Do you realize how miraculous and unbelievable that is? And Dan, you and I were talking about this, and you gave me a lot of good insight on this. Yeah, real quick, uh, he, uh, the Chinese announced this week that they were going to reduce the tariffs on American imported automobiles from forty percent to fifteen. Um, and uh, they've decided to abandon their 2025 world domination policy. Uh, so there are changes that are taking place in, in, in the Chinese government, which most of the people on the left didn't believe would ever possibly could happen. And as yeah. I said on this show before, you get China enter into uh, a reasonable trade and tariffs, uh, yeah. the economy of the United States just explodes again. That's yeah, and, and look at – yeah, absolutely. And Dr. Bustler, you know, in, in your thoughts about this China <clears throat> trade thing, what is your what is your take on it? 
Yeah, you take a look when uh, Trump came into office and he looked at all these uh, trade agreements that were skewed in favor of our trading partners, virtually every one of them. And I think it's remarkable that he's already got Mexico and Canada to agree to uh, a new deal. South Korea agreed to a new deal. They're close with Japan. The European Union said we're going to work toward uh, a no-tariff policy. And the big gorilla in in the room, who we never get to the bargaining table, uh, most people thought, uh, was China. And Trump said, look, um, uh, you need us, and we've talked about this before on the show too, China, you need us much more than we need you. Um, China's had rapid growth for the last decade. They still have good growth compared to the uh, rest of the world, but it's about half of what they're, they've had for the last 10, 10 years, and this is starting to hurt them. Uh, they were forced to put tariffs on um, finished goods and a lot of food products. Uh, like soybeans and things, um, that's directly hurting their consumers. Trump, up till now, was intelligent enough to put the tariffs on intermediate goods, steel and aluminum, for instance. So that didn't affect uh, final consumer prices as much. If there's a, even if steel goes up 25% in price, if there's only 10% steel in a car, it's only going to have a small impact on the overall price of the car. So Trump was very strategic. Uh, when he picked what he 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 did, uh, so uh, China realized that their economy is hurting. Trump is serious, uh, and unless they change their ways, um, this is not a president uh, who's a politician and will kick the can down the road as every other president has done. This is a president who's a business person, <clears throat> and a business person knows that when you have serious problems, you must confront them immediately. And if you have trading partners who won't come to the table, a business partner creates a sense of urgency. So by putting the tariffs on, he did just that. We talked about uh, months ago how we believe that China would be to the bargaining table before the end of the year. And here we are in December. They're at the table, and they're agreeing to some concessions that forever most people thought were not possible. And, Dan, do you still predict the 6% GDP if this thing actually goes through 100% with China? I, I, I think that the, my friends on Wall Street have got it all wrong. They're still living in the past thinking that China will never come to the table. Uh, I agree with Dr. Butler. They're, they're, on the, they're there already. They've already made a big concession. And if, and if China, if the world becomes free, and tariffs are minimized, the world economy will grow dramatically, and we will grow because we have oil, we have, we have manufacturing space, we have lots of things that the rest of the world is going to want to be here. And uh, uh, I just think, that, yes, I still think that, that we could see 6% GDP in the, in the third quarter of 19. Wow. And I, you know, what do you think about that, Bustler? <clears throat> That's certainly very, very possible. Um, if uh, the, uh, as Dan mentioned, if all the trade agreements are finally signed and foreign markets are opened up to U.S. manufacturers fairly now, there could be a yeah. big spurt in economic activity, and it's certainly not right. out of the question uh, that you'll see right. at least one quarter where GDP does, growth does exceed six percent. 
Yeah, very, very well said. And, and you know, I have about five minutes left. I want to, I want to bring up one last topic, and, and and I know everybody wants to get in on this, but this, there's, this is still breaking information, so it's not much, you know, uh, updated information yet. Uh, it's just in the last couple of days. But the Clinton Foundation whistleblowers have come forward with hundreds of pages of evidence uh, relating to financial scams, uh, mishandling of funds. Um, I want to know, Dan, uh, have you been studying this closely? I've been studying the Clinton Foundation for years. Uh, it's but the most this, amazing. This, this story that happened this week, though. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we have, as we started the program, we talked about Chairman Grassley demanding to know from the FBI why the, one of the whistleblowers in, this, in the Clinton scandal, more specifically right. the Uranium One scandal, why this yeah. person was taken into custody. And so, so yes, yeah. the whistleblower, one of the things that was important was that the former chief financial officer of the Clinton Foundation openly testified that Bill Clinton has had a problem from day one separating his personal money from foundation money, no matter how much <laughs> they've told him and how, how many times they told him about it. He continued to commingle the money, and he was spending foundation money on his behalf. Uh, that's going to be a real serious problem because now we have public statements by the person in charge of the finances sailing, saying that the former president of the United States was in fact manipulating the funds of a charitable foundation. Jesus. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, and, and, and Dr. And Will, I mean, you've been, Will, you're from Arkansas. You've, you've been following the Clintons for years too, right? Oh yeah. I was there when uh, Hillary Clinton called black people super predators and was locking a lot of black people up in prison for profit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's it, it, yeah. it's it's great. And tell me, and tell everybody. I don't know if everybody's heard this, and everybody has to hear this real quick. What did you say the Clintons did with people's blood in jail? They made a business out of it. Will? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you you can just go out there and Google it. And you know what? I didn't find this out until maybe uh, almost a year ago. If you just go to, I mean, maybe unless Google's already hid hidden it. Um, you, if you just go type in a Clinton blood uh, bank in prison, what they were doing, they once they imprisoned all of these people, pretty much draining their blood, and then they would sell it to different countries for profit. And to my understanding, the reason why it got shut down, because they weren't screening the blood. And the, these uh, countries were complaining that uh, the blood had – they were HIV positive, uh Everything else was in them, and they had to shut it down. But they had already made their money from it. It's, it's absolutely the monsters. Yeah. That's. I mean, that is mind. That is mind blowing. I mean, it really is. And and, and going back, you know, I want to get Dr. Buster's thoughts before we end the show. But what do you? What are your thoughts, Dr. Buster, about this whole Clinton scam? <clears throat> well. <laughs> You know, the Clintons have a long history uh, dating yeah, way back to uh, when, uh, yeah, uh, of doing things like this, and somehow they managed to get out of it. You, you know, the whistleblowers came forward uh, with Clinton Foundation documents, then the FBI raided them. 
And then they were supposed to testify in Congress today, and they showed up and they refused to show anything of the whistleblowing content. So I don't know if the FBI got them and they're blackmailing them or there's something fishy going on there. But eventually we're going to have to get to the bottom of this. Uh, And, you know, people that have done wrong things have got to be held accountable for them. And the Clintons certainly have a history of doing that. You're up. You're absolutely right. And, and, you know, soon in the coming weeks, I'm sure we'll get more information. Um, we are going to, we do have to end. Um, I do want to thank everyone for tuning in and uh, Dan, please tell everyone where they can find you. Best thing to find me is danperkins.guru. G-U-R-U. Thank you. Excellent. And Dr. Bustler, best place people can uh. find you. Uh, my Twitter is at M-B-U-S-L-E-R. That's at M-B-U-S-L-E-R. And on Facebook, my page is Funding Democracy. So if you're on Facebook, search Funding Democracy. Absolutely. And Will Johnson, where everybody can find you. You know what? I'm always saying that this country is divided, especially after Obama. So if you want to find me, we have to do what we have to do, and that's UniteAmericaFirst.com. I love that. I love that. UniteAmericaFirst.com, everybody. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Uh, It's been a a pleasure. Um, I want to thank all my guests. I want to thank all my sponsors. Um, I want to thank my audience. Um, I want to thank my my co-hosts. We've gotten so much addressed. It's been an incredible show. Um, All the topics we covered and uh, there'll be a lot more to come, obviously, over the weekend and early next week. And uh, we'll be back here with you on Tuesday night, everybody. Um, and, again, I want to thank all of you for this support, like I always do. You guys are all amazing. Um, please visit our media empire recently launched, thenextgenusa.com. Again, that's T-H-E-N-E-X-G-E-N-U-S-A.com. You can find all our past radio shows and TV shows and broadcasts on there, as well as always 24-7 breaking news coverage. Uh, Also visit, uh, as you know, the DonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your greatest merchandise. And uh, please visit um, uh, all of our platforms online. We are on 30 or 40 different podcasts and radio uh, directories and platforms where you can find us, same with TV. Um, And, yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, I love all your support. It keeps growing and growing and growing. We're now downloadable in 19 countries and viewed in. So, oh, my God, uh, it's, it's awesome. So, everyone, uh, have a great weekend, and I will see you all next week. I'm Rory Sauter. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>